Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. I can't stop thinking about the episode we did about guidance. You know, I do have a specifically fraught relationship with them, Mm -hmm. or a specifically... PTSD, I guess, relationship with them, which is obviously not the same for everyone else. And sometimes I find my decisions are based on what happened rather than what could be. And actually, I find that across all my life, not just guidance. But how you were talking about how guidance effectively from being a force, whatever, people guidance (laughs) uh, to help us along our destiny and realize a certain portion of our fate become kind of more as you said that our servants as we come more into this place of bliss and fate and I'm really trying not to say 5d anymore because I'm like I can't those two words like when they come out of my mouth I'm just like they they get pushed out of my mouth almost yeah higher consciousness or higher consciousness exactly exactly but we didn't really discuss what it would look like and I, I have been curious about it. Like, yeah. what does that mean? And <laughs> I'll tell you what it kind of means is they're not there for immediate advice anymore. <laughs> oh, really? That's oh, very annoying. <laughs> oh, gosh. Really? Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. That makes... They're like, you got this. Yeah. <laughs> you can figure that out. I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. I will then. Watch me go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, and so what are they... Kind of like what I do to you. You'll figure it out, Rhea. Yeah, I know. And I'm just like, I just can't feel like this anymore. Tell me the answer. Exactly. And I'm like, I got no answers But to be fair, even when I asked for the answers in my karma, I didn't really get an answer. Yeah. We never did. It was always about about figuring it out for yourself because otherwise it wasn't yours. Exactly. So I guess ultimately now guidance has a point. Oh, yeah. Are you saying they're pointless before? Well, before they just gave me something to push up against. For you, yes. Yeah. For you, yes. But for many, and as we discussed before, it was like they provided a sort of care. And this is all perception, by the way. It's not so much what they were meant to do as much as how we perceived them. There was a sort of caretaker role, even though they're effectively bound to help us get out of our karma as quickly as possible. Um, I think many sort of will perceive their guides and, you know, their angels or as angels. And therefore they're like nurturing and caring and protective. You're like, run with me, Rhea. Just work with me here. (laughs) You may not agree. You don't have to agree. It's just how many people will perceive them, right? What does it look like to be in this more kind of partnershipy place with them. Effectively, when we've burned out our karma and we've gone through that whole process and we're in higher consciousness plus, they sort of become our servants, as in they are in service to us in order to help us, first of all, realize our fate and to be able to sort of help build this, I don't want to say it either, 5D world. (laughs) I got no other term for it, so there you go. And we would do this because we, through our divine consciousness and the ability to take our lives in our into our own hands, right? As yeah. in, we could take full and complete responsibility for all that transpires. So we need divine consciousness and the ability to take our life into our own hands, yes. right? But what does that mean? What does what does it really look like to be in partnership with guidance? So when we're first taught to communicate, usually there's a form of prayer, right? So in prayer, you're either beseeching, invoking, or praising. Okay. 
Yeah, those are the three things. So you're asking for something, you're saying thank you, or you're, you know, begging for. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you're saying, you're so great. Yeah, so either way, you're outside of yourself looking for something above you to give you something or to save you from something, or you're cursing them for doing something to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would be cursing. Other people are like, well, thank you so much, and you're so great. Yeah. Yeah, Fine. yeah. <laughs> you're so great for this painful thing that I've done, because now I can see why it was so great for me. Yeah, like, it no, really taught me guys. so much. Yeah. Thanks for the suffering. And I'm not like that at all. <laughs> no. So... When it comes to being in partnership with guidance, we're effectively on equal footing. Okay. Yeah. Like I recognize, like you and me. Okay. It's a bit like a collab. Okay. We have our own gifts and talents. Okay. We are rather divergent people. Yep. We do not have the same personality, sense of humor at all, right? But for some reason, when we collab, we bring certain gifts to the table that keep us on equal footing the whole time. Yeah. Right? And people would assume that... That would not be the case, considering you have a million voices in your head, <laughs> and I just approach everything from a unicorns and rainbows place. Yeah. But together, somehow, it works. Yes, exactly. We're both recognizing our own place within this partnership. Yeah. To the fullest potential and extent possible, yeah. right? The fullness of each of our individual places and the fullness of that par- partnership, right? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't. this wouldn't be able to exist without one of us. Right. It just wouldn't. No. We would exist without the other. 100%. But the work that we do and all that we bring, and that's how it works. So when we are recognizing the fullness of ourselves, and this is the divine consciousness part, then we're also recognizing the fullness of guidance and all that they bring to the table. In this threesome partnership that we've got going on? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, I don't mean in the threesome. Okay. Right? I'm just saying in our relationship, that's what full partnership looks like with okay, guidance, fine. right? Fine. So I was just using our collab as an oh, example. Fine, 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 fine. Like you, me, and the work together. It's okay. like, okay, me, guidance, and whatever we do together. Okay, fine. Right? I understand. Let's use a stupid example of the name. Right? <laughs> You'd think that you with the pendulum would be the one to come up with a name. You weren't, weirdly. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> think we got karma together, but everything yeah. else, no. Yeah. So it's just, we all have our place. And it's a bit like, I know this sounds like a really weird thing to talk about it is, but it's basically okay. a bit like you're dating someone who's like, maybe you think that they're cooler than you or like, like I don't know, like a bit richer than you or prettier than you or something, right? But yeah. you just, in some way, you're like a bit in awe of them. Oh my God, like I'm with this person. How amazing, right? <laughs> Yeah. The more they more picked you, me. Yeah, exactly. But the more and more you spend time with each other, uh-huh. and the more you can kind of see that, like, you start kind of seeing yourself through that lens as well. It's like, oh, mm. we're equals. Yeah. So I thought you were this amazing thing, uh, but I'm also then this amazing thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it shifts kind of how you see yourself because yes. you start seeing yourself through the same lens that you see this thing, which is so amazing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a bit like, oh my God, guidance like this amazing like godlike thing right that we've always known mm-hmm. but once we if we can see ourselves in partnership with them mm-hmm. and we start seeing ourselves as this godlike thing existing with godlike things yeah then ev- all of a sudden everything's godlike or god yes right and yeah. all part of the same thing so it's a bit like that it's like from at one point it's like oh i'm just gonna tap into my guides to i am my guides mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah so yeah. it's a very it, it shifts it shifts you by that relationship, mm-hmm. which is ironic considering I feel like we've taught for so long that like you don't get defined by other things or other people. But <laughs> it's a bit just like how it's not about they come, you become disillusioned in them mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just 
that they're so amazing and we're on equal footing and I'm so amazing Mm -hmm. as well. So you can just see the beauty in all of it and you just recognize how special they are. But then Mm -hmm. because they're so special and you're so special, just everything's so special. Yeah. And I know this sounds like a really weird thing, but I just remembered like, it just, it's something that I, that I've really kind of been thinking about recently. It's just like, you look at someone, you're like, I think you're so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think there are so many amazing things about you. Yeah. And I just feel so so at peace with you. Mm-hmm. So if I'm feeling at peace with you, it's not like I'm trying to prove that I'm worthy of you because I clearly think that I am or believe that I will know that I am. Mm-hmm. And so we're these two equal people and like attracts like, but I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, wow, like attracts like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit like that, I guess. Mm hmm. No, it is. It's very much like that. Sorry to use like for this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we discussed at some point, and I know we discuss it off and on, so I don't have to point to a particular episode. But recently, I know I mentioned something about how 2020 to 2024 was about the, so sorry to say this again, the 5D foundational framework. Yeah. Right? We're not going to have the entire 5D framework, but it was really about building the foundation to allow for it. Right? Yeah. So that we could all live in higher consciousness. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, when I discussed before that what makes this time so fraught or difficult is that as we are making room for, excuse me, 5D (laughs) and that higher consciousness place, we also have to deal with 3D separation consciousness coming down. Yeah. So effectively, what is underpinning this particular episode is do you see how in you gaining, not you specifically, Rhea, but in the ability to gain this equal footing with guidance leaves room for the big religion tent pole to come down. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. That's effectively how this happens. Interesting. Yeah? Okay. That if we can get to higher consciousness plus... Okay, where we are just coexisting with guidance in our world. We, exactly. We are just, we are at one, we are in an amazing place we are you know karma magic blessing our lives right like we've we're done with the karma bit Mm. maybe we can magic and maybe we're headed to bliss and we're living through our fate and experiencing so much more as you said just in that place of oh more came and now i can have more Mm. and therefore better in being able to partner with guidance it allows for that religion tent pole to come down quite naturally yeah and organically. Yeah. It, it, you do view religion extremely differently. Yeah. Purely because you realize that you have a direct line to it. Mm-hmm. You are it. So you don't need the intermediary anymore. No, exactly. Exactly. So there's just that organic transition. Mm. That's what that would look like, ideally. Okay. So how would it look like? But how does it look like? So fine. I've, we described how you see yourself as great because guidance is great and we're all together, right? Yeah. But how, what does it actually look like to be in partnership with guidance? Is it, will everyone hear them? Will everyone see them, feel them, know them? How does it work? And you, you knew I was going to ask you, all of these Did are I, about though? being human. <laughs> all, of, all these episodes are about human application of these Except ideas. the last two okay. about bliss, which were all theory, right? Yeah. yeah Less but, about that than the practical. Yeah, so those were like a bit of a divergence. But yeah. how does it practically look like to be in partnership with bliss? To be in partnership with guidance. That's a great question, Rhea. And one that you clearly see I did not make a note of. (laughs) No, and that's okay because it's certainly not going to be people walking around waving their pendulums. Yeah. It's really about, and it's a couple of things. Well, we'll give you three. It's living from one's fullest fate. 
Okay. Right? Because guidance is all written in that. Oh, really? If you think about that, you know, if our fate encompasses and can also be guided by bliss, you can also imagine that in order to allow our fate to unfold, we have that direct line with guidance, whether we are fully aware of it or not. So as long as we are living from that place of our fate, guidance is effectively helping to guide that. Whether we choose to consciously tap into them or not is completely up to us. Mm. But somehow we'll know anyway, we could just wake up from a night. We could wake up in the morning and just have an answer to something we didn't have before, for example. Or an opportunity can come knocking that we were like, how did we, because perhaps we didn't know how something was going to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. I know this has to happen. I just don't know how it's going to happen. That's guidance or that's magic? It's not magic necessarily. Because remember, magic is joy. It is not purpose-led. Okay. Right? But if something is purpose-led, that's part of our fate, therefore, that's how that would work. Okay, fine. Yeah? So that's reason one, is the natural unfolding of our fate. Okay. The second one is, hold on. When you are in divine consciousness, and if you can recognize the divine that you are the divine, you're going to pretty much see the divine everywhere and in every experience. And so when you recognize that, you cannot help but sense that there's always the seen and unseen. And so whether you are completely aware that, oh, that was, you know, the archangel fill in the blank or the angel whatever, or my master guide somehow helping to facilitate this or giving me the information I need for this particular thing, you just know that you're not alone. So the third one, (laughs) not that you're going to want us to say this, but episode nine, trust. It's not trust, it's faith. Because by the time you're in this place, right, of divine consciousness and full responsibility, trust, faith, hope, knowing have been fully anchored in 100%, right? Now, you may not be aware from season one to nine, like that there's a lot that goes on. So by now, at this stage, it probably means nothing. But faith is still the linchpin for so many things. It's some unseen force that has your back. Yeah. But we're the unseen force. We are the unseen force, but we are not in our human way just the unseen force, right? It's our larger self. Okay. And that larger self, again, when when it comes to divine consciousness, recognizes that we're not alone. Mm that we're always operating in conjunction with. And that's pure faith. That what well, we're in partnership with guidance, but guidance aren't in charge of our lives. No, because that's the old school thinking. Exactly. That's the religion Guidance thinking. are standing next to us, helping us navigate the life that we're in. Yeah. They're not the one pulling strings behind our backs and ensuring that, you know, X or Y happens or doesn't happen. They don't mm. have that power over us. No, 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 and they not never at all. Have. No, because they cannot interfere. All they're here to do. It's a bit like when you go to school and you come home at the end of the day and you tell your mum what happened. Your mum's not going to be able to go to school the next day and tell all the bullies to stop bullying you. <laughs> and if she does, it's not going to work, Mm-mm. right? She's just here to help you get through it mm-hmm. and to help you graduate with honors if you can and yeah. do, and have all the amazing experiences that school has to offer yeah just listen exactly mm-hmm. so it's exactly. the same kind of thing yeah exactly you know so it's really important to understand that i think yeah. because although the parent analogy still kind of falls into i know but you yeah. know i was just trying to think of something that someone that really gives a shit about you but is not next to you and you're still living your own life yeah you know i think what's 
why that's possible is because you do have to have full ownership of your life. Mm-hmm. And like, as we know from how I've spoken so candidly about it in the past, I handed over that ownership mm-hmm. to the idea of guidance, to mm-hmm. the idea of the one, to the idea of the right job, to the idea of a whole bunch of things, mm-hmm. right? I didn't own my own life and thought all the rules are bullshit. I'm going to create, I'm going to do what I want to do, which makes me happy. And if it doesn't work well, at least I'll die trying, right? It's way more, much more fun doing it this way. And at least I'm getting something out of it than just remaining in stasis my whole life, Mm -hmm. trying to make other people happy. And that kind of full ownership, that's where your power is, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're able to get to that place of, all right, this is how I want to do. I'm very clear on what I want. I'm very clear on where I want to go. I'm very clear on what I want to realize. Guidance, I guess, is there to help you do that. Yeah. It's a bit like it's you're asking advice from a trusted friend who knows. Mm-hmm. But and you can't really do that when you're in karma, when you're in your karma, because all you're looking for is to be told you're good enough from yeah. every which way. But when you're out of your karma and you know you're good enough and more than that, you know you're God enough. And capable. And yeah. Yeah. Then guidance becomes the people who you might go to and be like, all right, listen, I feel like something's off here. Mm-hmm. Do I just get out? Or yeah. there's something I'm missing here. What is it? Let me see it. Let it come out of my mouth or let me, you know, mm-hmm. it's a place you kind of chuck your questions into, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. and, and hope for and wait for an answer. <laughs> um, but it doesn't negate the fact that even if you get no answer, you know, you'd still be able to do it yourself. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I was left with about a month ago. I was driving and I was genuinely thinking to myself, and I think this is, as I said, I think this is always a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like critical thinking is never a bad thing. No. And I was sitting, I was like, all right, if none of this is true, guidance doesn't exist, work doesn't exist. This is just whatever. Yeah. But this is something I've created for myself in my life to give meaning and purpose to it. How mm-hmm. do I feel? And the answer was, I wouldn't do anything differently. Amen. Because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I enjoy my life. So even if, if, even if I only have one life, and even if none of this is anything other than my feelings and my experience of that one life, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it. Right. Which means that I am entirely in my power because it's only about me mm-hmm. and my experience of it. And whether tomorrow guidance turns out to be a psychiatric event or <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whether nothing ends up happening the way in which I hope it would. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, I was not doing it for a payoff. I was doing it because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. Which, by the way, is a step toward detachment. Well, it's basically a detachment, really, isn't it? Because it's not, I'm not basing this on an outcome or an expectation of what's going to happen with the work or with my life. It's just right now, I wouldn't do anything differently. So off I go. Yeah. But that's real life experience, right? That's going through your karma. That's listening to your heart. That's figuring out that most of the stuff our minds have been taught have been survival and coping mechanisms for being in separation from ourselves. Yeah. And the truth is, I the only time I'm unhappy, even in my 5D self, <laughs> I mean, it's awful I'm now saying it with derision, but you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, try not to. <laughs> you know, even in my 5D self, even in my fullest self that I can be today, I can't tolerate any separation anymore. I can't. And not because of any other reason. It's just like, it doesn't sit Mm-hmm. I can't. So mm-hmm. I naturally will do whatever feels right to me. Mm-hmm. And I can't do anything else, which means that I am totally at one with myself. And I will always choose myself. So, uh, I mean, what's effectively the takeaway here when it comes to. <laughs> I don't know. What's this episode about? I don't know. <laughs> 
don't call us, we'll call you, wanting me to want you. None of this makes, what is, what does even the title have to do with this? It has to do with, so the title has everything to do with guidance on us. And it's about taking back the power that we surrendered, not necessarily to guidance, but to anything that's, to any sort of quote unquote higher power. And it's the assumption that there is a higher power to begin with that has damaged us so much, right? It's damaged us to any relationship to God. I mean, when I talked about how in this episode, we're effectively, you know, as I talked about sort of foundation building for higher consciousness and sort of bringing down the religion tentpole and how doing this this way can be the most organic and natural evolution possible. What we see more because the nature of our society and cancel culture and the sort of cynicism that has been born out of our world since 2019 is a greater disillusionment with that temple, right? The issue with disillusionment is that, especially when it comes to the religion temple and faith, is that you can easily fall into despair mm. more so than any other temple. Yeah, that's very right. True. People and the collective are much better off if they find something to hold on to, even if it's the stuff that you and I might disagree with. And it might be the stuff that guidance is like, well, why don't you reconsider this microdosing approach? Yeah. Because that may not really get you there. At least people are doing something. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, it's kind of better than shutting themselves off, which is what we're seeing more and more. And so, and it's unfortunate that we're kind of seeing, we're sort of seeing that swing in that extreme of this can't possibly exist to I will do everything in my power to have this, you know, magical or I don't know, quote unquote, spiritual experience just so I can feel the divine in my everyday life or on the spiritual retreat, right? It's like, can we just kind of, you and I are, we're, we're here to say, you can bring it to the middle. You can have a very normal human life in a way that excites you and in the only way in which because you are in body you can achieve something that no one else can right you can live passionately you can be fully present you can enjoy things but also in a way where you can do so without suffering where you're not going to feel like oh every day i've got to pay a price in order to earn the right to do that so that's effectively what this episode is about there so you how, go in a nutshell so how do you heal how do you heal that how do you heal the shit that we've inherited about oh. around religion and God and all this stuff? Because, you know, actually, to be fair, it's all well and good to talk about all of this. Yeah. But how do you? Yeah. So it's interesting. In the previous episodes, we've talked about hardwiring, right? Yeah. And how you have to wire yourself differently. The funny thing is that when it comes to this, you actually don't have the higher wiring. You're wired to believe more than you're wired to not believe. That makes sense. So you don't even have to deal with your hard wiring. You just have to allow and give yourself permission to ask the question, what if? Maybe it is possible. Maybe not in the way I imagine, but maybe something is possible. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.